Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. I'll try to squeeze in a couple more texts. Obviously, a lot of you have a lot to say about uh, the current state of the Edmonton Oilers. Four-game losing streak. There's an old saying in radio. Uh, nothing's better than, uh, you know, banging off a 9-2-2 two, and two run and then following it up with an 0-4 run. Well, I wouldn't say that. There's another saying in uh, sport. Uh, there's winning and then there's misery. And right now, the Oilers are in the crap and it's misery. Uh, so, that said... Still love doing what I'm doing, even for all of you that uh, text the show and uh, want to rip on us, so be it. The question again, do you uh, sacrifice giving up a number one lottery protected for this year to address a need? If you can get a uh, top six forward or a top four defenseman with term back, would you do that? Text us at 630-630 on our Heartland 4 text line. Edmonton Oil Kings return to action tonight. In uh, the Western Hockey League over at Rogers Place, they are taking on the Calgary Hitmen, a team that they're ultimately going to be competing against for a playoff spot. The uh, Oil Kings start the post-Christmas schedule with a record of 18-12-4-2 and uh, 42 points. And they're in a three-way tie for first uh, with 42 points in the Central Division, though Lethbridge has three games in hand. And the Red Deer Rebels, who the Oil Kings play on uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, Sunday back at Rogers Place, uh, four games in hand for Red Deer. To talk about the current plight of the Edmonton Oil Kings, we'll hook up with their general manager, Kurt Hill. Kurt, how was your Christmas break? It was great, Bob. How was yours? Uh, my daughter and my wife said I was around too much, but besides <laughs> that, uh, it, was, it was all right. Uh, let's, uh, you know, maybe just give us an assessment for our listeners. I mean, I, I know where I thought you guys would be right now, uh, competing for first place in the Central Division I didn't see. Uh, I thought, you know, you might be a 30 to 35 win team. And you're, you know, you're currently sitting with, you've got 18 wins in 36 games. So you've won half your game. So you're on, I guess, you know what, if you get 35 wins, uh, that probably gets you in the playoffs, but, because uh, you're down to 68 games this year as well. But just uh, from your perspective, are you pleased with where you guys are at right now? Yeah, I think we are pleased. Obviously, second half of the season here, uh, team's got to take another step, but, 
you know, we we knew coming into the season that, uh, you know, I think some some people had written off some of our older players uh, that had been here for the last couple of years and maybe hadn't produced uh, the way people thought they would. But uh, some of that experience they gained through the through the tough times they had here, and uh, just with um, them coming back this year and and us helping them find their confidence, I think uh, some of those guys have had pretty good years, and we we feel we have a pretty good group. All right. Uh... You've, you had a little bit of an injury bobble late into uh, you know into the first sort of the pre-Christmas schedule. Uh, Trey Fix Wolanski was out of the lineup. Is he expected back tonight against Calgary? Yep, Trey will be back tonight. So it's uh, obviously when you when you get a guy that caliber caliber back, it's uh, adds a, a lot of uh, jump to your team. So we're excited to get Trey back uh, in the lineup tonight. Fix Wolanski, uh, sixty-four points this year in thirty-four games. I think he just got passed. He was tied with uh, Brett Leeson for the top of the WHL scoring charts, plus nineteen. Brett Kemp's had a big year for you as well. Twenty-two goals in thirty-six games. He's got a point per game, uh, plus fifteen on the year. Is is this a case of a guy maybe living up to what people thought he might be capable of a couple of years ago? Yeah, for sure. I think Brett. Um, you know, we, we're very pleased with uh, how he's been. Obviously, the first half, lots of. Well, found ways to produce, and uh, wasn't playing with Trey all the time too. I mean, it's uh, he ran our kind of our second our second line for a bit, then they they played together. So a lot of that uh, was him doing that on his by himself and, and running a line. So no, we've been very pleased with uh, Brett this year, and I think with him, it's uh, I've talked about it before. It's just uh, continuing to find consistency. But you know, him being an 18 year old player and and coming back after the Christmas break, this is really him entering his second half of his Western Hockey League career and uh, you know he's still got 18 full year at 19 and uh, we'll see how he goes and potentially 20 as well so he's he's just entering the second half of his career and he had 22 goals first half of the season so I think for him it's uh, you can't be upset with where he's at right now. Well uh, as you got it works his way you know in the fourth or fifth round of the NHL draft uh, I mean he's been passed over once. Well you know I know there's a lot of there's a lot of interest in him teams and obviously when when guys are finding ways to produce and, and score like he has in the first half you know he's, yeah. he is a very offensive player and um around the net it's pretty intriguing too because he's not scoring his, his goal shooting from far out or not just on the power play he finds ways to score five on five and he and he and he primarily at the time is scoring right from in, inside the paint right right in front of the net so it's intriguing uh the way he's, he's finding ways to score and i think if he can just have a consistent second half i I won't be surprised if his name gets called. Kurt Hill is the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, tied for first in the Central Division Western Hockey League. Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. Kurt, uh, you got three 20-year-olds now because you picked up uh, Andrew Fighton from Swift Current. Uh, he's a 90, yeah, he's a 98, uh, late-born 98. But uh, he, along with Benjafeld and Lachievo, uh, I mean, Benjafeld and Lachievo are both point-per-game players, so they've been productive 20s for you. Fighting gives you a little bit different dimension. Uh, the question I have, you've had all these, and you've inherited the situation uh, when Randy Hanch was the general manager, but you guys uh, obviously uh, are in a scenario where you got... Uh, a kid this year who is going to be a top 20-25 pick, Matthew Robertson, a left shot D, six foot three, 21 points in 30 games. Next year, uh, you're going to have Jake Neighbors, who, as a 16-year-old in the dub this year, 18 points in 31 games. And then there's Dylan uh, uh, Gunther, who's uh, we'll, we'll talk about him in a second. But you've got you've had a lot of first-round picks. Uh, you've got your 20s tied up right now. Would you be prepared to move? a first-round pick this year in the Western League draft to improve your team here for the second-half run? Well, I think you evaluate a lot of different uh, a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different situations. I think uh, 
you know, it's to say you're only moving a first rounder with some of the prices of the trades that have already happened right now or yeah. the trades that happened last year at the deadline. I mean, a lot of times, you know, that sounds like a lot just saying a first rounder, but in, in the Western League right now, it's it's a first rounder plus this pick, plus this pick and a player sometimes to, to try to add a marquee piece to your team. So, um, you know, if, it, if the price was just a first rounder, I mean, it's something you evaluate more, but it's uh, the prices are quite high and, um, just with where the market's been the last couple of years, I don't, I don't expect it to go down, especially with the trade that Lethbridge and uh, Red Deer already made, acquiring picks for yeah. you know some of those trades, multiple, multiple pieces. So, um, you know, I think we're evaluating everything. Obviously, you ha- you have to do that for for your organization. But um, you know, we really like our group right now. We have, you know, we have we have an older forward group right now, and we have. D that are getting healthy, like Will Warm, getting him back is almost like acquiring a veteran right. deadline. We're just going to—he's just going to slot into a place. So, um, yeah, kind of evaluating and seeing where things go here as well, we, we get closer to the deadline. Kurt, if it was me, I wouldn't. I, you know what? I I look at where you're at in your cycle, and I think I might do that next year, but not right now. I just think that, uh, I mean, you, you've got. To, you know, just two number ones from the past year as well. And one of those guys, I mean, Keegan Slaney's gotten into three games with you this year, but Dylan Gunther, I want to talk about him. Three goals, four points, and seven games as a 15-year-old. So he, he can only play for you. How, how does it exactly uh, work uh, in terms of when he's eligible to play for you? Well, he's eligible to play five throughout the season. And then yeah. once, he, once he's finished his regular season with his Team, which is in March, they play the sports school championships in Penticton, and he can come up for the rest of the year. So okay. after that, there's no limit. Uh, he's he's been eligible to play more because uh, when we had players gone to international events and we had uh, injury problems, we couldn't dress a, a full lineup. So he those games didn't count for him essentially. So he he was able to play more games. So as of right now, he's played. I think it's two of his five, so he can potentially come up and play three more before a season ends. All right. Uh, do you have Pavlenko and Alstrov back? Your two Belarusians. Yeah, they're they're both okay. back. They'll both be in the lineup tonight. Yeah, and so that's part of the reason why Gunther wouldn't uh, uh, play uh, theoretically play for you if they were still like if they were in the A pool of the World Juniors, you could in theory probably play Gunther at this stage. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, so yeah. some of the teams that uh, have multiple guys at the World Juniors right now, uh, they'll have some fifteen year olds up playing for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I just I look at it. Robertson for me is a top twenty. Uh, I, I look at Neighbors next year; he's going to be a first rounder, and then Gunther. The one thing he can do is, I mean, he can shoot the puck, and we we see this with American. Like, you look at, uh, you know, you look at Jack Eichel; he can shoot it. Austin Matthews; he can shoot it. Some of the Canadian, like, and maybe there's a little bit different mentality there, but <laughs> there's no uh, short, shortness or will, uh, lack of willingness to shoot the puck on Gunther's part. He's a pretty exciting player for you moving forward, isn't he? No, he is exactly. And let's you know, when we were going through the Bantam draft last year, we had discussions about. Um, which player to take, and I mean, every time Dylan has the puck, he's willing to put it on net. And and one one of the biggest things about him too is it seems like he po- he scores at the most important times in the game. When you need a goal at the end of the game, you need to take a lead. Yeah, he, he is a very clutch player that way. But uh, yeah, he uh, he is an incredible shot. I mean, the two goals he scored against Cooney, they were on his stick, off his stick, you know, under a second, and they're both placed perfectly on that. So he's uh, he's definitely an exciting player and. Uh, you know he's a very committed kid too off the ice and very very personable, very mature kid. So I think he, he we're very obviously very excited anytime you bring a, a first overall pick into your team into your locker room um, that can make an impact like that at 15. It's exciting. Well, three goals in seven games this year in the Western League as a 15 year old uh, coming up and down. I mean that is that's got to be exciting for it. Uh, so just the schedule this weekend, Kurt. You got uh, Calgary Hitman tonight, who you're fighting for. Uh, 
uh, they're, they're still in the playoff hunt, and then you got a home and home with Red Deer. So it's a big weekend for the team, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's extremely big. I think uh, kind of looking out this weekend and then going into early January. I know we play Lethbridge three times in two weeks. Early January, we played Medicine Hat a couple. So it's a lot of divisional games here right away to start off. And obviously, with all these teams so tight in the Central Division, every game right now is a big game. Kurt, we appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. All right. Thanks a lot, Bob. You bet. That is Kurt Hill. He's the general manager, president of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Bob Starfer with you on Oilers Now. Do want to tell you on Oilers Now, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. On this day in 2002, Brendan Escott, what happened? Well, Bob, the Oilers had Ed Belfour and the Toronto Maple Leafs a 3-2 overtime loss at the Skyreach Centre. Marty Reisner scored with six minutes left to tie it, and Todd Marchand buried the overtime winner. There you go. Uh, the State Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. All right, this text comes in from Epstein's mother. And Epstein's mother saying, let's get this right, Stoffer. You're saying you would trade uh, the Oilers' first rounder to address a top six or top four role uh, with the Oilers, assuming that the first rounder is lottery protected. Yes, I would do that. But you would not, if you were Kurt Hill, trade away a first-round pick to uh, take a run with this year's team. That is correct. I think that group is a year... Um, they're, they're cycling up. They're going to have a real good team over the next couple of years. I don't think there's any question about it, but I would not sacrifice a first-rounder in this year's Madam Draft to do so. It's also the strength of the respective drafts as well. 146, Ian Herbers up next. Head coach, Alberta Golden Bears, when we return in Oilers now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30. Check. 12.30 pregame tomorrow, 2 o'clock puck drop. The Edmonton Oilers, the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers have dropped four in a row. This is Oilers Now. Some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South Downtown, Northside in Sherwood Park. So the Oilers in action on, uh, let's see, on Saturday at 2. The Oil Kings tonight at Rogers Place against Calgary. Sunday against the Red Deer Rebels. The Alberta Golden Bears at Nate tonight and then tomorrow night against the University of Calgary Dinos. Former Edmonton Oilers player and assistant coach Ian Herbers back after a three-year leave uh, where he spent time on Tom McClellan's staff. He's the head coach at the U of A. They're ranked number two in the country. Ian joins us right now. Ian, uh, happy holidays. How are you doing? Uh, Good, Bob. Good. And you? Not bad. Not bad at all. Miss you a bit. Like, you know, yeah. saw, saw you a lot over the course of the last three years. So, uh, uh, anyhow, uh, you guys got a, a little bit of a Christmas gift uh, at Christmas here. A pretty substantial recruit joining your program, uh, Tyler Soy, who's had uh, 40 goal seasons in the Western League, 90 point seasons in the Western League, has been at Edmonton Oilers uh, development camps before. Uh, leaving the uh, Anaheim organization. He was an Anaheim draft choice. He was down in the East Coast League where he was close to a point per game, and uh, he is elected to come to school. you got to be pretty excited about getting him in. No, that's for sure we are. Um, I had him at the under-18s in Switzerland. 
Uh, you talked about him being at other development camps. We had time to to catch up a little bit over the past few years. Uh, we talked to him, obviously, in the summertime. We always want to give good options to players if things don't work out for him professionally. And I think with an injury that he had at the beginning of San Diego's camp, uh, it set him back a little bit, which ended up being a good thing for the Bears, him coming back and playing for us. Uh, so very excited to have a guy of that, that caliber. Uh, very good person, a very good teammate. Uh, so excited to have him on the team. Yeah, 90-point season last year in the Western League. He's the all-time uh, scoring leader of Victoria uh, in the WHL. Like, this is a big-time guy. Does he automatically slot into your top six? Have you envision how you're going to deploy him yet? Uh, right now on our board, we have him between Cox and McGee. Seeing as him and McGee get a little magic from their Victoria days together, which then leaves us with uh, Legault, Philp, and Sanford as our other line. Uh, but very pleased with our other depth on our third and fourth line is too, because we've got Howery, Paul, and Chuck on the third. And now that Keyser on the fourth, it gives you a ton of energy and experience and one of our top scorers. Well, and you, you know, you know, I mean, you, you must be chuckling a bit because you were down, what, four or five forwards in the first five weeks of the year, and it affected the first three weeks of the uh, regular season for your team. Saskatchewan's actually ahead of you in the standings, but you're ranked higher than them. You've uh, taken it to them a, a couple times in the second of back-to-backs. Uh, do you think your team has a lot of gr- room for growth here in the second half now that you're relatively healthy? Uh, definitely. Um, I think consistency is the biggest thing. Uh, we come out, we're, like you said, we were smoking some games, some games just waiting to see what kind of happens. We need to get that killer instinct right at the Friday first shift of the game and go after teams and set the tempo and set the pace for the entire weekend and carry it through the Friday and Saturday. Uh, so that's a big thing we'll be addressing tonight. Hopefully we see that tonight's game at eight and then tomorrow in Calgary uh, and set us up set us up for Manitoba the following weekend at home, who always comes in and plays us very hard. So excited to get going. Uh, a lot of options now up front, especially with Tyler, because he's another PPPK uh, guy you're playing when you're down a goal, up a goal. He can play in every situation, predominantly center, but he's also can play on the wings as well. Well, I, I look at the depth, and, you know, I'm still on the top 10 committee uh, across the country, and I, I, I think you're you know, frankly, unmatched in that regard. I know you have a healthy amount of respect for New Brunswick, and they're always a good team, and the Atlantic's got a tough conference. Uh, You're back at the U of A after spending the last three years in the NHL on uh, Todd McClellan's staff. Uh, The Bears won last year. Now, they were a different type of team. They they were a score-off-the-rush team, not as much of a cycle team. How challenging has that been to sort of push, uh, you know, your players that you're, you're demanding a little bit different style, especially given the fact that they won the way they won last year? Uh, well, challenging with the injuries made it difficult at start, but the guys see when we do play those games, we are dominant. Uh, players and lines that maybe didn't create much offensive zone time now are in the offensive zone a lot longer. We're spending less time in the D zone. Our D have better gap. We hold our blue line better. Our back pressure has been very good and our quick transition. So it allows us to play with the puck. So with us, we're preaching to our guys, we want to play defense in the offensive zone. Uh, Make plays, be skilled, be creative, be offensive, attack the net, generate things. But as soon as the puck's turned over, we're working to get it back right away so we can get right back at them. And then quick line changes so we can have the next line go and do the exact same thing. All right, uh, one final one for you. You still uh, watching the Oilers a lot? 
Uh, a bit. Yeah, I was over at my cousin's place yesterday. I actually watched last night's game. We had late practice, so I missed the, uh, I guess, the exciting part in the first 10 minutes or so of the game. Uh, but I was able to catch the last bit here and there, the last two periods in a bit. Uh, so I still try and keep tabs, still talk to a few people uh, in the organization as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're running your own show at the U of A, but there's nothing quite like that NHL life, is there? No, no, it's the best hockey in the world. Uh, uh, unbelievable players, uh, the staff, all the coaches in the league and everything else. Uh, it's the best guys working in the profession. So, uh, no, it was a great experience for me those three years. All right, awesome stuff. Uh, again, uh, tonight against uh, Nate, out at Nate, that's 7 o'clock. And then tomorrow night's game is at Claire Drake Arena against the UFC. And is that a 7 o'clock uh, puck drop as well? Yeah, correct. Tonight against Nate, we've uh, we got like Phil Sanford, Keezer, and Fram not playing because those are the guys playing against the World Junior team. Yep. Um, so we'll just, uh, those guys will play, be playing against Calgary Saturday night. All right. Well, and uh, we should mention that uh, the uh, U Sports team ended up uh, winning two of three games against the World Junior team as well. Ian, as always, thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. Anytime. You bet. That's Ian Herbers, head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, again, ranked number two in the country. So there you have it. It's a busy hockey weekend tonight at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oil Kings in action against the Calgary Hitmen. The uh, Nate versus U of A game over at Nate at 7 tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Alex Chason, very unlikely to play. Chris Russell will be a game-time decision for Edmonton. We'll have the pregame show at 12.30, puck drop at 2 o'clock. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow night at Claire Drake Arena, the uh, Calgary Dinos, the Alberta Golden Bears at 7. Sunday at Rogers Place at 4. It'll be the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Red Deer Rebels. And then Monday, New Year's Eve, the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets will have a live show for you on Monday. Brendan, thanks for all your help over this week uh, getting back here in the town from Kamloops. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports coming up at uh, 6 o'clock. Who's he got? He's got uh, the CFL Players Association Executive Director Brian Ramsey, and he'll be talking about the upcoming CBA negotiations and then local comedian uh, Paul Myrog as well. All right. Uh, up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news with Jayla and I and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.